Today, I want to take the opportunity to say happy birthday to myself. That's right, just to me. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I want to say happy birthday to everyone who has a May birthday. I also want to say happy birthday to everyone who has uh, a birthday and is a Gemini. So that takes you into June a little bit. I know last year I specifically and intentionally removed my birthday from all of my social media platforms to see who will remember my birthday. I think like three people wrote me, but it was three people that really, really brightened my day because it's not about the, uh, the quantity. It's about the quality. This year, I'll leave it up there. And I will accept and gracefully say thank you to all of you who said happy birthday to me. But again, happy birthday to everyone who has a birthday in May, everyone who has a birthday on today, and everyone who is a Gemini. Have a great year, be healthy, and I'll see you outside. So I wanted to add a really uh, quick uh, segment. Well, it's actually going to be two segments. I wanted to do this one as a quick segment. Uh, because it's worth doing for me. So uh, I remember sharing this with somebody a couple of years ago, and I still think it's worth the while. It's uh, called Questions to Provoke Thought. So uh, celebrating life, celebrating uh, living and uh, birth, uh, just questions that provoke thought. When was the last time you tried something new? Uh, I tried something new today, just so you know. Uh, number two, do you think crying is a form of strength or weakness? I think it's a form of both. And uh, I hope you can answer it because you have strength of just making it through some pains and then weakness because, you know, you just you understood that you can't do everything all the time. And y you all know how I feel about using the word not. So you're unable to do everything all the time. Question number three. Are you living or are you existing? My goodness, I'm living. I am living, living, living. I have moments of existing, but I am totally living and I'm loving my life. Uh, there are moments where I'm like, this sucks and I'm being honest about it, but uh, my mindset has been tr trained and I'm continuing to train to, to find the living portion, right? Number four, are you holding on to something you need to let go of? I am. I'm holding on to things. I'm holding on to emotions of uh, uh, not enoughness, of uh, incompleteness. I'm holding on to things that cause me anger. And it's, it's something that I, I, I'm aware of, and it's good I'm aware of it, so I can release it. And just consider that for yourself. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Well, I actually don't know how old I am anyways. And I think age is an irrelevant thing, obviously, legal means, right? But uh, age is irrelevant. Uh, uh, this is, what, what do I say to uh, my, my, my people here? 27, uh, uh, Jesus, my Spanish is bad right now. Ventisinco uh, siempre, right? That's, that's, that's what I'm living. That's my life. That's when you feel you're the prime. And so ventisinco, that's how old I am. Uh, what makes me smile? I make me smile. Life makes me smile. And uh, thinking about the potential of helping other people, that makes me smile. I'm being completely honest about that. I just, uh, sometimes life is, is a challenge uh, mentally because a lack of understanding or desire for things to be different. But um, uh, it, it still makes me smile every day. Number seven, when was the last time you listened to the sound of your own breathing? This morning. I try to do it every day when I wake up. 
I listen to myself. I look at uh, my chest go up and down and all that. I mean, if you know me, I have a long neck, so you can make fun of me, right? But I, I do. I look at my, I look at my breathing because I have to relax. And sometimes I, I, I get excited, not because of a good or a bad thing. I just, you have to find the balance so you can clear your thoughts because excitement is good if you can control it to project things you need done in your life. Uh, number eight, what has life taught you recently? Life has taught me that things will come to me and I have to make a decision. Even if the decision is to delay, I have to make a decision, but it's better to make a decision in my moment so I can live with that and I can move forward from a decision instead of delaying decisions. Um, number nine, can you describe your life in a six-word sentence? Let's see. I'm going to put my fingers out so I can do the Michael Jordan six because I got six rings, right? Uh, describe my life in six words. I love that I learn daily. Boom. Six words. Number 10. If we learn from our mistakes, why are we always so afraid to make a mistake? We're not afraid to make the mistake. We're afraid of the judgment from the world and people we care about when we make the mistake. That's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of negative judgment because positive judgment is fine. Like when you are a baby and you walk and you fall and you make a mistake, they're like, oh, are you okay? They, they lift you up. You continue. It's the reaction from people that you believe you care about and you believe care about you. And then you start to care about strangers because when we work in a world full of strangers and we believe in customer service and friendliness in general, it makes us worry about perception of who we are in the world. But some of us uh, have no control of the perception because of what the world sees of us without us speaking a word. So number 11, if life is so short, why do we do so many things we don't like and like so many things we don't do? Because life is full of finite moments and life is the journey. We never love the journey. We love the, the destination, but the journey is what builds us. And the journey is actually what we love in hindsight if we plan the journey or if we're accompanied on the journey in a way where we feel we can continue. So life is short, but it's also long. Uh, Twelve, is it more important to love or be loved? Well, I don't, I don't know. I sometimes question who loves me. Like I know my mother loves me. I know my grandmother loves me. I know my cousins love me. I would say all my family loves me in a familial love, right? But uh, there's a love that's different from people who are not, you know, blood related to you, not required to love you, and then or to love, to love someone. Uh, you, know, you know, the thing is how you love and how you receive love are two different things, and it will never be equal. So I, I will say, Ah, oh, what's more important, to love or to be loved? I think to love is more important because knowing the feeling helps you know if you feel loved. So I'll go with that. Number 13, what small act of kindness were you once shown that you'll never forget? Small act of kindness. 
that I'll never forget. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. So many small acts of kindness have happened to me that matter. I've thought about how homeless people told me nice things after I got over my issue with my, my negative opinion about homeless people. I had uh, older people, younger people tell me and do things that encouraged me that I didn't know we would do it, uh, but a small act, a small act. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, uh, I'm, I'm unsure of an answer for that one. No clear answer on that one. Uh, 14, what is your number one goal for the next six months? My number one goal for the next six months is to successfully launch the language journey immersion school for friends, families, and strangers and businesses. Be successful and build people up in language. In addition to that, as I build people up, the world be released from this quarantine. So those people that I'm helping grow in a second and third language are afforded the opportunity to travel. That's my passion. That's what I'm doing. Uh, number 15, the last question. If you could live one day of your life over again, what day would you choose? If I could live one day over again what would I choose? My goodness, what would I choose? I don't know. I really don't know. Man, what day would I live over? I don't, I, I'm being honest, I, don't, I have no idea what day I would live over. There's so many special days, there's no one day more important. So yeah, uh, I would live today over. I would live every today over. That's what I would do. So thanks for sharing in this, this day for me, uh, the, uh, remembering day one. Answer some of these questions for yourself. Maybe they provoke thought. But yo, love y'all. I'll talk to you. Next segment coming. All right, so I want to throw uh, this segment out here. It's a special one for me. Uh, it's from an article in the magazine Psychology Today from the November 2008 uh, epi uh, episode <laughs> from the, um, the magazine from November 2008, the edition. It's the art of the now, six steps to living in the moment. We live in the age of distraction, yet one of life's sharpest paradoxes is that your brightest future hinges on your ability to pay attention to the present. The article is by Jay Dixit, J-A-Y-D-I-X-I-T. And is published uh, November 1st, 2008. It was actually reviewed recently, um, well, I guess kind of recently, June 9th, 2016. A friend was walking in the desert when he found the telephone to God. The setting was Burning Man, an electronic arts music festival for which 50,000 people descend on Black Rock City, Nevada for eight days of radical expression, dancing, socializing, meditating, and debauchery. A phone booth in the middle of the desert with the sign that says, Talk to God, was a surreal sight even at Burning Man. The idea wa was that you picked up the phone and God, or someone claiming to be God, will be at the other end to ease your pain. So when God came on the line asking you how he could help you, my friend was ready. How can I live more in the moment, he asked. Too often he felt the beautiful moments of his life were drowned out by 
the the noisiness of self-consciousness and anxiety. What could he do to hush his buzzing mind? Breathe, replied a soothing male voice. His friend flinched at the tired New Age mantra, then reminded himself to keep an open mind. When God talks, you listen. Whenever you feel anxious about your future or your past, just breathe. Try, try it with me a few times right now. So continue, God, try it with me a few times right now. Breathe in, breathe out. And despite himself, my friend began to relax. You are not your thoughts. Life unfolds in the present, but so often we let the present slip away, allowing time to rush past unobserved and unseized and un and squandering the precious sounds of our lives as we worry about the future and ruminate about what's past. We're living in a world that contributes in a major way to mental fragmentation, disintegration, distraction, and decoherence, says Buddhist scholar B. Allen Wallace. We're always doing something and we allow very little time to practice stillness and calm. When we're at work, we fantasize about being on vacation. On vacation, we worry about the work piling up on our desks. We dwell on intrusive memories of the past or fret about what may or may not happen in the future. We don't appreciate the living present because of our monkey minds. A Buddhist calls them vaults. Oh, because of our monkey minds, as Buddhist calls them. Vault from thought to thought like monkeys swinging from tree to tree. Most of us don't undertake our thoughts and awareness. Rather, our thoughts control us. Ordinary thoughts course through our minds like a deafening waterfall, writes John Kabat-Zinn, the biomedical scientist who introduced meditation into mainstream medicine. In order to feel more in control of our minds and our lives, to find the sense of balance that eludes us, we need to step out of this current to pause, and as Kabat-Zinn puts it, to rest in stillness, to stop doing and focus on just being. We need to live more in the moment, living... We need to live more in the moment. Living in the moment, also called mindfulness, is a state of active, open, intentional attention on the present. When you become mindful, you realize that you are not your thoughts. You become an observer, of your thoughts from moment to moment without judging them. Mindfulness involves being with your thoughts as they are, neither grasping at them nor pushing them away. Instead of letting your life go by without living it, you awaken to experience. Cultivating a non-judgmental awareness of the present bestows a host of benefits. Mindfulness reduces stress, boosts immune functioning. Ow, scratching my back reduces chronic pain, lowers blood pressure, and helps patients cope with cancer. By alleviating stress, spending a few minutes a day actively focusing on living in the moment reduces the risk of heart disease. Mindfulness may even slow the progression of HIV. Mindful people are happier, more exuberant, more empathetic, and more secure. They have higher self-esteem, and more accepting of their own weaknesses. Anchoring awareness in the here and now reduces the kind of impulsivity and reactivity that underlie depression, 
binge eating and attention problems. Mindful people can hear negative feedback without feeling threatened. They fight less with their romantic partners and are more accommodating and less defensive. As a result, mindful couples have more satisfying relationships. Mindfulness is at the root of Buddhism, Taoism, and many Native American traditions. Not to mention yoga. It's why Thoreau went to Walden Pond. It's what Emerson and Walt Whitman wrote about their essay, wrote about in their essays and poems. Everyone agrees it's important to live in the moment, but the problem is how. When people are not in the moment, they're not there to know that they're not there. Overriding the distraction reflex and awakening to the present takes intentionality and practice. Living in the moment involves a profound paradox. You can't pursue it for its benefits. That's because the expectation of reward launches a future-oriented mindset, which subverts the entire process. Instead, you just have to trust that the rewards will come. There are many paths to mindfulness, and at the core of each is a paradox. Ironically, letting go of what you want is the only way to get it. Here are a few tricks to help you along. So I'm not going to read all the tricks, but I'm just going to tell you the numbers they have here. So one, improve your performance. Stop thinking about it. Unselfconsciousness. Two, avoid worrying about the future. Focus on the present. Savoring. Three, if you want a future with your significant other, inhabit the present. Breathe. To make the most of time, lose track of it. Flow. If something is bothering you, move towards it rather than away from it. Acceptance. Know that you don't know. Engagement. Don't just do something. Sit there. Living a constantly mindful life takes effort, but mindfulness itself is easy. People set the goal of being mindful for the next 20 minutes or the next two weeks. Then they think mindfulness is difficult because they have the wrong yardstick. The correct yardstick is just for the moment. Mindfulness is the only intentional systematic activity that is not about trying to improve yourself or get anywhere else. It's simply a matter of realizing where you already are. A cartoon from the New Yorker sums it up. Two monks are sitting side by side meditating. The younger one is giving the older one a quizzical look to which the older one responds, nothing happens next. This is it. I love y'all. Have a great day. Thank you for celebrating with me. Continued blessing. This is it. Let him. Yo, what's up? What's happening, brother? Nothing much, man. Uh... All right. I'll hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, better, no? better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There it is. Son. All right. Son. Word, word. There you got to work out the production problems. <laughs> yeah. Hello?
Hey, I got in. <laughs> how how are you? I'm good. How are you? What's up, cuz? Yo, 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 cuz, how are you? I'm 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 on easy man, just enjoying life. Alex, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm excellent, man. Hey Nesbit, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Not much, dude. What's up, cuz? Cuz, what's good, man? Not much, man. What's that? Hello? Good afternoon. What's up, Dante? How's it going, man? I'm well, Lou. What are yourself? I, I'm enjoying my Saturday 